0: It's time to hear from the coaches. This is your press conference rewind. With all the insight and analysis from BYU and Utah on 97.5 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
1: Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 12.80, The Zone. We heard from Coach Witt in the 4.30 segment. Let's go through the highlights from Coach Satake, shall we, Gordon? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Here's Coach uh, talking about the good news and bad news after the Arizona State game
2: really happy about the game. Obviously, we feel like we should still play better and I feel like as a head coach, we've got to get our, our team in a better position to have more efficiency and playing at our best. So that's going to be the focus this week is executing well and um, everybody knowing their assignments, doing things the right way on the field and, and making plays. So we're going to work on our fundamentals, our technique and, and executing our assignments. Uh, it was nice in the locker room hearing the, pl- the players talk about South Florida even after our game against Arizona State. So everybody should be back except for one. and that's Keenan Peely who we lost for the season. He tore his ACL and so he'll be out. He'll be um, still rehabbing and getting ready for surgery uh, in a couple weeks and then uh, we're still going to need him as a leader. He's a captain so we're going to need him leading our team still and and, uh, he has a purpose and a role for us. It just has changed. So with that, we're going to rely on some of the depth that linebackers step up and have a lot of confidence in Kevin Kloon as their coach and the young men in that room and Keenan does as well. So I had a great conversation with him and looking forward to his role changing but also having an impact and influence in our program
3: just like you said Jake uh <clears throat> that's a big loss for the Cougars but they seem to be have some depth at that position so we'll see how it goes but I mean he was was he their leading tackler I believe he was yeah. huh? mm-hmm. he's really good
1: really good that's a blow yeah for sure and they probably won't replace him with just one guy, but they do have some depth uh, at linebacker. So we'll see how it goes. And um, you know they've got a, what seems on paper anyway an easier game this weekend. So yeah. that'll probably help to work some other guys in. But that's yeah, that's a rough loss for sure. They're like three touchdown favorites against uh, South Florida. Although didn't they lose to the Bulls?
0: And last the
3: last time they, time played? they played the Bulls yeah. in that loss, Jaron Hall. Was Remember the, the running back for the
0: Bulls that had like eight yards for his career and then had like 600 that right. day against <laughs> BYU. A yeah.
1: monster day. Yep, that's right. That was a weird game. But see, I don't expect that to happen again. Yeah, we'll see how it see, goes. But, you know, the thing about – go ahead. I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. I was just going to I was gonna say, uh, Kalani saying, you know, they still need to be better and, and they're not perfect and all of that. And that, that 100% is true. But it, it comes back to that, would you rather have your team playing perfectly or them have that it factor that when they need to make a play – or when the game comes down to it, or they need the drive. I know you've been talking a lot about those those final drives that seal the deal. I mean, I think there's something to that, where I'd rather have an imperfect team, but that stepped up uh, when the, the game required it the most. And I think that that's what really what BYU has going for. It, it really is almost more impressive that way, yeah. isn't
3: it? I mean, you're, it's one thing to be beating everybody by 49 points or something. It's another to play... You know, on the whole, quality opponents,
1: and then to show what you can do when you have to get it done. Go out and win it. Yeah, I mean, that, everybody loves that Algiers play, but it's the it's really the ultimate of what we're talking about here. There's a player who went to the total extra mile to make a huge play yeah. to save the game for his team when it was needed the most. Exactly. And, and on a mistake, nonetheless, you know, an, inter, an interception. All right, go out and... Make a play to make up for it. Indeed, that was—I I still say—that was one of the weirdest plays I've ever seen. That was here. At BYU
3: is moving down the field. They're threatening. Uh, Jaron Hall finds himself in a tough spot. Flings the ball over. The guy. I mean, the guy couldn't have dropped it. Yeah, it was I don't an think. easy interception. And he's sure. got nothing but open field in front of him, and he's barreling down the field. And all of a sudden, Tyler Ajir—he—he he sheds a block and is running full steam down and that just making the tackle like Kalani was saying was impressive enough chasing him down but the way he he leaped up and put the thunder down on the ball and the ball comes loose stays in bounds and
1: who's right there to pick it back up
3: the same guy who threw it to begin
1: with you know what i couldn't help thinking about watching that play is what if tyler had missed the ball and hit the player <laughs> cause he punched really hard yeah. imagine if he just hit the guy in the gut instead of hitting the ball yeah i don't know what would have happened then jake <laughs> cuz <'Cause> he <laughs> punched that thing you know what i mean what, what if his aim wasn't quite so good this what is...
3: if it was lower than the gut yeah right oh uh, now now here we go then jake would think the play is funny it
1: would be it hilarious. would be really
3: funny just like the cricket player who took it in the oh, onions
1: twice, twice. <laughs> i forgot about the cricket player <laughs> That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. In all fairness, it It, it is not. The guy had two plate appearances in a row to get hit in the groin. It It happened again.
3: Come on. Come on. Look, it's funny. It's funny, but the seriousness of the situation cancels out some of the fun.
1: Absolutely. Twice! <laughs> it, well, fortunately. Oh,
0: no. oh, Absolute nightmare!
1: Oh, the, the sound. The, the popping sound of it is... No! Oh. <laughs> and now <I'll laughs> with a punch! <laughs> oh! The
3: onions are peeled. Wait,
1: doesn't the guy... Which, is it the first one or the second where, where the guy says, oh, no? Isn't that the first one where the guy just goes,
0: oh, no! <laughs>
3: I've never heard of the gooey, wooly wooly woolies. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> like a T-shirt right. cannon. Okay, oh, so right. would the player have preferred that happen rather than him hitting the ball and fumbling it? Would he be willing to take a shot like that to save possession? If he like cared, that? if he cared about his team, he would. <laughs>
2: Nine full yeah. time out now, 157 left. But he has get to, to see the replay. Oh. We'll try to see if we can get it. We come back. Jazz by nine, 157 left
4: in the set. Oh my God. Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> All
3: right. Oh. Okay. Here's he care about his team or care about his family more. Here's coach
1: Sedaki talking, talking about Jaron Hall uh, now versus Jaron Hall in 2019 that played
2: against USF. He didn't get to play football last year. So I think that's been his mindset. It just happens to be South Florida this weekend. But he's had that same mindset, just like the rest of the guys on the team. I've been happy with the leadership and the focus on our team. We just keep it rolling. But I do need to see improvement in a lot of different areas. And not just on the players, that's on myself and the assistant coaches. We need need to play better. We need to see a lot of improvement. I was really pleased with some of the improvement we saw from week two to week three. But we've got to make a bigger jump from week three to week four.
3: That is classic Kalani right there now. That's just the way he talks. uh, Celebrates like crazy after a big win, but then looks at the film and says, ooh, ooh, what about that? Ooh, what about that?
1: What about that? He's not going to let this team get fat-headed. Well, that's what it is. It's a motivational tactic. You can can hear it in all these answers where he's going – yeah, no doubt. Hey, we're, I'm happy we're three and zero, but you still suck. <laughs> never forget that you suck still.
3: He does. Kalani has really changed
1: in that regard. He is tough to impress. Well, I, I'm sure he's as pressed uh, extraordinarily impressed by this team. Well, he not go let on. But you can't go say that. That's the thing. Yeah. So he's. Lying. If you're if you're a coach, <laughs> yeah. If you're a coach, uh, stand up there. You're never going to say your team has arrived. You're always going to say, well, you know. I know they beat a top twenty-five team, but they still missed X amount of tackles what, or I assignments mean, or whatever. Just heard yeah. it.
3: He said it, didn't he? I really liked the way my team played, but they still stink. There's always a big but.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, here's Coach. Uh, apparently, he wasn't happy about everybody focusing so much on Jaron Hall's health.
2: Everybody will be ready to go this week. So people yeah. are sore. He had some big boys landed on him, and that's. But I mean, how come no one's talking about the old linemen and how sore they are? Everybody's sore. It's okay. We go go out and work hard and, and try to run the soreness out. But that's nobody's 100 percent right now. We just need to be close to it by the time we get to game time on Saturday night.
3: I mean, uh,
1: that's what I always do: is run the soreness out. That was my favorite answer in the history of press conferences. That was amazing. I knew you'd like that. That was amazing. Let me hear that again.
2: Uh, Run the soreness out. Everybody will be ready to go this week. So, people are sore. He had some big boys landed on him, and that's, but I mean, how come no one's talking about the old linemen and how sore they are? Everybody's sore. It's okay. We go go out and work hard and and try to run the soreness out, but that's nobody's 100% right now. We just soft, coddled quarterbacks. Nobody's talking
1: about the old line. (laughs) Had a few guys land on him. He's fine. Is everybody all bent out of shape? Go run this. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. What a great answer. Is that what you're going to say
3: to Sadie when you're out there mowing the lawn?
1: 100%. 100%. Come on, honey, run this hornus off. Now your back's going to hurt because you just drew landscape duty.
5: Yeah, I, I've that's take, exactly got going to happen. I've got to
3: take exception to Kalani on that because the quarterback is so important. Oh, everybody's so
5: worried about uh, okay. yeah, the poor oh, quarterback. Okay.
3: Oh, oh, oh. The quarterback would be like the entire offensive line being hurt.
1: Oh, the poor little quarterback had some guys land on him. I love that answer. Some guys landed on him. He's going to walk it off like every other player. Nobody's talking about the sore offensive line because they're tough. Is this Captain Bly all of a sudden? I don't know who that is.
3: You don't know who Captain Bly is? Who's Captain Bly? I don't either. Was he captain or was he a lieutenant? I don't know, what was he? The guy on the bounty. The bounty? Yeah. That was Sean that? Payton. The quicker picker upper? <laughs> bounty. <laughs> was he Captain Bly, the, the captain on the uh, on the bounty? Is that the name of a boat? Oh, this is out of a book. The Mutiny on the Bounty. You guys don't know this? No. What? It's a classic film that was remade by Mel Gibson back in the 80s. You don't know the story of the bounty, HMS Bounty. Yes, you do. Do you? No. Captain and okay. Tenille. Okay, so there was this. No, no. That, that, okay. no uh, let's go on to no, the next no, there clip. there was you know, this You ship. don't need to. Listen. Okay, it's the bounty. There the was captain ship. was blind. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> He was mean, oh. and he made them eat like maggoted food and stuff. and And so the the, the guys got fed up with the whole thing, and they said, uh, "We we don't want to take it anymore." And they went to Tahiti, and they wanted to hang out with the folks there in Tahiti. And the captain didn't want them to. And so, next thing you know, they took over the boat, and uh, the, the the captain and his his loyal officers got in a little like a little boat, a little teeny boat. And they sailed their way to an island somewhere and found their way back to England. That's the story of Little Jimmy. And, 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 and the bounty crew went to, the, what is it, Picaron or something? What was the name of that, that island? And they all went there and they established a colony there. But then eventually they all
1: died. It's the Big Show with Jake Scott and Cliff Notes. You don't know here the story on of the ball, Or as Trevor Riley called him, what's Cliff
3: Clavin. Yeah. Wait, have you
1: never heard of the
3: mutant? I dogs? have now. Oh, yeah, we just I got, got a, a dissertation
1: it. on it. Can we play another clip? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, here is uh, Coach <laughs> talking about uh, if he's pleased with the offensive line play.
2: You know, you'd love to just demolish everybody up front on, on the line of scrimmage every play, but you respect the game and your opponents, and you see they have some great, really cool schemes and great ideas, and some great athletes on the other side as well. So, I, as long as we're not making mental mistakes and not missing our assignments, I, I can deal with the rest because our, our guys are going to give high effort and high energy. It's just uh, minimizing the mistakes, meaning the mental mistakes. And, and what I saw from from our team is our guys, you know, didn't make a lot of mental mistakes, especially up front with the O line, and you have to. Give a lot of credit to Arizona State. They have some really big, strong guys up front, you know, but you just keep sticking with the game plan. Keep plugging away, and and I was glad that we were able to get that win. And with those guys carrying the load, you know, the combination of Tyler Algier and and Lopini Katoa and Jaron Hall being able to run the ball.
3: I like the way he said Katoa. Um, It's the message. It's the message that Kalani is sending his team, man. Keep playing. Keep playing hard. And he's going to use that Tyler Algier uh, play for the rest of the year. And the guy's going to get tired of hearing it. But it will go down in the annals of BYU football history as one of the top plays of all time.
1: It was a pretty great play. There's no doubt. And the line's been pretty good. Yeah. Keep playing hard. All right, finally, uh,
2: Coach Satake gives a 10,000-foot view on this USF Bulls football team. We got a very athletic, passionate team that's coming to our home this weekend. Uh, we know we've seen South Florida on the field before, so uh, they're well coached. Jeff Scott's a really good head coach, and he has tons of experience. For those that don't know, he came from Clemson. He's been there for a long time as, as a co-OC and as an assistant, and has uh, really been a big part of that culture that they built there in Clemson. And I see him trying to do the same and similar things at, at South Florida. And so uh, we see the film, a lot of athleticism, a lot of speed, and so we're focused. Our mindset's on. Getting that game and making sure that we're performing at our best this week.
1: All right. Well, you know they certainly have that game experience from before. I would I would guess, and again I don't know how good this South Florida team is coming in. Uh, you know, we look they're, into they're, it further. They? They're one the, and two yeah, aren't as they? the week and goes they? along. But they they you BYU knows that this team can beat them because they did. So I'd be surprised if if uh, BYU was napping for this game. Yeah. Well, they're 23-point dogs,
3: as we speak. Well, of course, th- or stranger things have happened. The predicting wizard
1: has been wrong before.
3: Yeah. Look, Kalani, there's no way that Kalani wants to see his team underachieve against a team it should be. And so he's
1: going to, he's going to be hammering that over and over and over again. If you're underachieving in the bedroom, listen up. Uh let's get out of the zone phone. Uh, Dr. Johnson from Premier Wave joins us once again and uh uh doctor you guys are are helping a lot of guys out there with ED and uh you're doing it with some exciting new equipment.
4: Yeah, it's like taking a remedial math course and then finally passing with flying colors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Uh yeah, and so, it, people out there probably it's frustrating, right? You think about that? It it's oh my gosh. for guys.
4: It's it's so important because you know it's such a big part of a relationship and just the intimacy and all the things that go along with it. You know, just helps to helps the relationship a ton. But you know, we have a new machine that's been FDA approved and it's taken it ten years to get through the FDA approval process, and it's two times more effective than anything on the market, and because it, it penetrates five times as far, so you get to those areas that the other machines can't quite treat.
1: Who's a good candidate for it?
4: Well, you know, there, right this dysfunction is a kind of like a array of things. It's not complete dysfunction. Some people just aren't performing as they should. So, anybody who doesn't feel like they're performing like they should is a good candidate, other than, say, as they've had a stroke or something. But that's not the case in 95% of the, the people. So, 95% of men are good candidates.
1: Uh, you've got a great deal going on right now for Zone listeners. Want to add a little incentive?
4: Yeah. So, for all the 1280 Zone listeners, we have a great you know promotion that, if you call in, you get $300 off our package. Or if you've tried it before and have not had the results you've wanted, we feel so confident you'll get results with ours. that We're going to give you half off of our packages.
1: All right. Take advantage of it. Go to PremierWave.com. That's PremierWave.com, or you can call uh, 385-360-WAVE. That's 385-360-9283. Doctor, we appreciate you. Thank you very much.
4: Yeah, take care. Have a nice day.
1: Cole Fotheringham is going to join the show. Coming up next, stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.
0: Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: Cougar at 30 update. Here's Coach Satake talking about the home crowd giving his
2: team the advantage. It's just nice. Just just stay loud and, and uh, make everything difficult for the opposing teams. I, I'm really happy with all our fans and, and glad that they can feel comfortable about our team being ranked and, and the type of teams that we were able to, to beat. We've got to move on and got to learn from this. And I, I still believe we can play better football. I, I really do. And I, I give credit to the teams that we've played, especially ASU tonight, for making things hard for us and difficult for us. But we've got to find a way to learn and get better and make sure we play our best uh, next week against South Florida.
1: This update brought to you by Marley's Gourmet Sliders, whether it's the classic, Rickster, Killer, Handsome Raw, Pastrami, Fajita, or Killer Breakfast Burritos. And don't forget the best shoestring fries out there. Marley's Gourmet Sliders will satisfy any hunger. Just on 515 inside Timpatoga's Harley-Davidson. That's Marley's. All right, Gordon, let's get out of the Smart Rain special guest line. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is having an end of season sale on their irrigation smart controller. Save 50% off each smart controller purchased. Offer available to all commercial property zone listeners. Visit smartrain.net to schedule a demo today. He is, of course, Utah tight end. He joins us each and every Monday. He's Cole Fotheringham with us here on The Big Show. Cole, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Hey, we're doing great. Um, tough weekend. Obviously, a a tough San Diego State team. Give us kind of your thoughts on how that game went.
5: Yeah. Um, throughout the course of the game, we really came out with a really slow start. Um, obviously, we couldn't really get anything rolling with with the offense. And, uh, you know, they, they had that kickoff return to the house that, you know, kind of slowed us down. And, and finally, we got we got moving a little bit later in the game but um it wasn't enough we we put it into the overtimes as you guys saw probably and um came out with kind of a a, a brutal loss a brutal brutal way to go out but so you know cool. we watched the film and took what we needed to, to learn from it. I think we just need to you know from the get-go start getting after after people We can't just wait till the fourth quarter um to turn things on so
3: yeah, so in those times when you guys were struggling offensively in particular, what 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 was causing it?
5: It's hard to say if we can pinpoint like, exactly one thing, what's causing it, but, um, you know, I don't know if it's a mentality or, if, I mean, there was obviously some misassignments and, uh, you know, um, maybe miscommunication on some of the plays where everything didn't line up and there was big open open holes and they were able to you know get some some tackles for losses some sacks and that really hindered our ability to to get momentum and, and get things going and create explosive plays down the field so i think we just need to eliminate those those critical mistakes
1: I want to ask you um, about the quarterback position. I know it's tough because only one quarterback uh, can play, and they're both your teammates, so I want to keep this more on the positive. But, you know, when Cam Rising came into the game, uh, there was uh, obviously a huge difference to the offense. What What is it that you think he brought? What did he do that made the offense more productive?
5: That's a great question. I think it's one that we're – you know, trying to ask ourselves too, but there was definitely, like you said, a spark and I think it was just his energy and his belief and, you know, when he came in, we went to more more spread, more up-tempo, almost like a two-minute offense, so we um, we were able to to get the pace going a little bit and that probably helped too. Um, we got them on their heels a little bit and they were um, huffing, puffing, getting a little tired, so I think that that might have had a little bit to do with it as well.
3: Cole, what's going on with the blocking schemes? That seems to be a bit of a, a problem area. Can you get a little more specific on, on what's happening there and what needs to uh, – how you can repair
5: it? Yeah, the main thing that I saw, at least in, in the film study today, was just we had a couple plays, and it was really just five or six, but they're really um, – they they destroy our momentum, and we can't get drives going when we get to those six- or seven-yard losses on run plays. You know, that, that should be our bread and butter. We need to be be gaining five to six yards every carry. And, and when someone gets the wrong call, maybe they just step with the wrong foot. They're going the wrong way. And when you're playing a team like San Diego State, that's stunning and looping and, and bringing guys from all over the place into different gaps. You just need to be really gap sound, and we, we weren't very gap sound. So um, we paid the price for that.
1: I know uh, losing a game is tough, uh, conference or non-conference, but have uh, you guys talked about how, you know, non-conference losses, uh, the conference race is still, uh, you know, still there, and it would appear that certainly the South Division is wide open right now.
5: Uh, definitely. That's that's what our main focus is on right now. Um, nothing you can do about the past, and fortunately for us, you know, it's unfortunate that we've had these two losses, but um, fortunately it really doesn't dictate our and end all goal and what we want to do this season, so we definitely have to turn things around, and we're not um, oblivious to that that there's definitely some work that needs to be done, um, but I think you know a lot of people have have probably counted us out after these two losses, which is is uh obviously we don't want to we don't want to be there, but um, kind of coming into this like we, we have to prove ourselves first and then prove to everyone else that. We're legit contenders,
3: you know. Cole, I think you really hit hit on something there because that's exactly right. You got, yeah, you guys have struggled, but it really has nothing to do with your main goal for the season, and that is to win the Pac-12 South and go from there, right? So, I imagine that that is uh, kind of a a boost for you.
5: Yeah, this week uh, we we had a player meeting, and you know we're we're definitely focused and, and we're going to, you know, bring the energy this week and we, we really have to turn things around and it's got to start. It's got, it's already started today and it's got to continue to go throughout, throughout this week.
4: Can
3: you give us a little flavor of what took place in the meeting? Uh,
5: a lot of profanity that I probably can't, can't <laughs> relay over there. Yes, we are on, <laughs> the, on the
1: air. Yeah, that's that's probably.
5: Good. Was it, was it productive though? Do you think it was helpful? Yes. Yes, for sure. I mean, I think we needed that, that morale boost and, you know, we, just need to, we really just need to believe in each other and everyone in the room. It doesn't matter what anyone else is thinking. We know what we have and, and what we're capable of, and that's all we need.
3: So Kyle said today that uh, that the offense is lacking identity. In your mind, after all the practices, all the work, all the film study, what do you think the identity should be, Cole?
5: Well, Coach Ludwig, is, I mean, this is from the first day he came, and it's been very consistent throughout his time here with us is that he wants to be a tough, um, relentless and, and nasty offense that, that runs the ball and we got to have a run-to-win mentality and then that will open up the pass game. So I think we need to just, I mean, offensive line, running backs and tight ends, even wide receivers, everyone needs to, you know, we need to get that mojo back and, and bring the physicality because that's that is what, what we are and and we need to, we need to reestablish that.
1: Will playing a home game help?
5: I think so. Um, I think it will, but I think regardless, even if we, if we were away or home, I think it wouldn't, it wouldn't change the way um, we're going to prepare for this game. I think we have something to prove regardless and, and what, what a better way to do it than um, in front of our crowd here in, in Salt Lake.
3: So, Cole, how how do you feel about it when – I don't know how you evaluate what you've done or what uh, the other tight ends have done, but uh, I guess how frustrating is it? Do you feel like you're underperforming? Do you feel like uh, if you you just listen to the coaches and do the right things that this whole thing can be turned around in a way that uh, would be um, a whole lot more fulfilling?
5: Yeah, I think, you know – Obviously, we all want to get the production and the numbers and the stats and all that, and that has been dragging a little bit because we're not performing uh, to our capabilities in offense. When when the offense is rolling and um, we're consistent, then everyone's going to have a chance to make plays, and I think we're all aware of that. So we really just have to buy into what the coaches are uh, preparing and what they think is going to work. Um, if we don't believe in that, then off, like right, right away it's not going to work because we've already put that out there and we're believing that, you know, maybe something that we believe is, is better. But at the end of the day, we got to buy into what, um, what they're telling us to do because that's the only way we're going to be successful.
1: How much have you looked at Washington State? I know it's early, it's Monday, but uh, what do you think about those guys?
5: Um, they're actually pretty similar to what we played last year. They're... They're always a tough team. Not as much movement up front as San Diego State, but they do like to move their guys around and um, make it a little hard for the for the offense to pick up the, the blitzes and and to perform in the running game. So we we got to prepare hard this week again. And they got some playmakers.
3: You talked about the quarterbacks earlier from your vantage point. Uh, what's your evaluation of of the two guys and how are they alike and how are they different?
5: That's a great question. Um, both of them are really solid dudes. Um, I respect them and think the world of both of them. I think that, like, as everyone has seen, you know, I mean, we haven't really seen a whole lot of, of Cam except for, you know, that first game last year and then that spark that he brought and he's definitely a playmaker and and someone with a lot of energy. I mean, he's our we voted we all voted for him to, um, as a captain to, to lead us. So he's definitely a leader, which is uh, like Coach Coach Wood even said. You know, we need the identity. We need someone to kind of to lead in this time. And um, from Charlie, I mean, he just he's so he's so accurate, really. I mean, he he throws throws the ball so well and. Um, I thought he actually was you know, pretty poised for how much pressure he was getting just hackled and they were bringing the house on him and and he took it like a champ. He was was tough as nails. Um, I really think the world of both of those guys and I don't really know what's going to happen this week and who's going to play and who's not but um, whoever does get the call we're going to be behind them 100%.
3: Cool. Jake and I both have a lot of respect for you coming on after losses as well as after wins and that's that speaks to your character, so I guess, in light of that, if you had a message to youth fans out there what would you say to them?
5: um I would say to them what we've been telling ourselves this week is just you know it it's not yeah it's not ideal we We definitely haven't been playing up to our potential and and we recognize that, and we're we're ready to kind of turn the table and and uh Change the uh, change the perception of, of what they think about this U team because we're we're definitely underperforming and we need to we need to step it up.
1: Well, Cole, thanks for and, jumping. And on. we're going to do that. Thanks for jumping on with us as always. Have a, a great week and hey, we got a an afternoon game on Saturday. That's nice. Uh, the way the yeah. good Lord intended it, not in the middle of the night.
5: <laughs> yeah, love that. Yeah,
1: thanks, buddy. We appreciate you. Yep. There you go. Cole Fotheringham joins us every Monday here on The Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So he essentially says we're better than that. That's
3: what he's saying. I think they believe that. I'm sure they do. I think they are. That seems accurate to me. I mean, as I've watched that team play and I measure the talent that is there, I know you have some particular questions about certain areas, but uh, I think they— they're, they're better than what they have shown, and he said as much. It'll be really interesting what the bounce they get out of that player's meeting. I sometimes you hear that and you just go, oh yeah, that's a sign of trouble. that's nothing ever comes of that. At the college level, maybe something can come of that, you know, because these guys are emotional and maybe that'll give them the lift they need to, uh, to do what's necessary to fix what,
0: what's broke.
1: We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Now let's get this party started. Uh This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. I've got one question. Is Utah where quarterbacks go to die? Jake Bentley threw for 3,100 yards and 27 touchdowns in South Carolina. He comes to Utah and can't complete a 15-yard out. Charlie Brewer throws for 9,000 yards, leads a team to a New Year's Six game in Baylor, and comes to Utah and for some reason can't seem to complete a deep ball or lost any kind of mojo he had when he came here. So
3: I don't know what's happening with Charlie brewer i kind of feel like mentally he's collapsing a bit my assumption is we're going to see cam rising coming up against washington state i think you're going to see him starting at quarterback because charlie brewer's showing quite a few issues
0: Hanson scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network
1: Oh, hey, guys. The big show here to tell you about our friends at Trajan Wealth. That's Trajan, T-R-A-J-A-N, Trajan Wealth. Uh, you can find out what they're all about at uh, TrajanWealth.com. But, Gordon, when it comes to you know financial health, so many questions jump into my mind, and I wouldn't know where to start. I mean, we're talking about retirement plans, where to draw from, what to do with, uh, with IRAs, uh, insurance. Where does that come into play? I mean, Gordon, you need somebody that you trust that you can trust with the answers to these very important questions. Well, if you want to take care of your health, what do you do? Do you, do you
3: do you examine yourself or do you go to someone who's trained to treat you, to help you get where you need to go with your health? Same thing with finance, man. It's complicated. And you got to find someone you trust, somebody you believe in and make that
1: plan and move forward with it. And trust is is certainly a big thing that we're talking about, and I wanted to have a smart-aleck response to your doctor question, but this is too important, Gordon. You have to have somebody that you trust. <laughs> and uh, the good folks at Trajan really uh, can do it all. It's a one-stop shop, and uh, they're going to answer all of your questions. They've been doing it for years. They're here local, 801-899-7600 is the number to call, 801-899-7600. They'd be happy to help. You can also find out what they're about online, trajanwealth.com. Again, T-R-A-J. J a N Trajan wealth.com advisory services through Trajan wealth, LLC and sec registered investment advisor, estate planning services through Trajan estate, 801-899-7600. That's 801-899-7600.
0: Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97, five 1280, the zone in the zone sports network. 50-50
1: 50-50 update. Here's Coach Witt asked what makes his team uh, what he thinks his team needs to improve on after one and two start of the season.
4: Now one thing we're not doing defensively is we're not creating takeaways. We only had one tonight, and that's not enough. We got to get more pressure on the quarterback. We got to take the ball away more. But as far as just numbers, uh, our numbers are actually pretty good tonight. You know, as far as the, the total yardage, but uh offensively we got to get things short up. We got to get. We got to be other. What you saw in the last quarter is, is what we have to be for the entire game. we got gonna have rhythm. We're gonna have explosiveness in the offense, and that's what we were. And that's what it.
1: this update is brought to you by Zero Res. Zero Res is here to get you uh, on track to an A plus in carpet cleanliness. There. Patented process cleans your pro- uh, carpets without soap, shampoo, or harsh chemicals. This effective process leaves zero dirt attracting residue behind, so your carpets stay cleaner longer. Schedule your carpet cleaning today, 801 288 9376, or book online, zero res, salt lake.com, up north, zero res, davisweaver.com.
0: college football coverage in utah is right here on the zone sports network we don't quit let's go it's an early start for the aggies as they square off against boise state and logan hear all the play-by-play action on the zone sports network beginning with a pregame show saturday morning at nine huh? Huh? you're listening to the big show with gordon monson and jake scott on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
1: Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to Cole Fotheringham for jumping on with us uh, in the last segment. Gordon, real quick here. Who is the favorite in the Pac-12 South now? I'd probably go with SC. Still? No. Even after taking a pounding against Stanford? Uh, now that they got a decent quarterback. Well, I mean... Hey, I, I'm rooting for the the <laughs> local local guy too. Like to see them succeed, but let's I not, smell a column. Let's not pretend yeah, like um, Washington State is the best team in the country. No. That's oh, d- true. don't jinx him by writing a column. All right, I won't. Replacing the guy you already wrote a column about.
3: <laughs> Man, you I, just, I wrote that three years ago. Big deal. I thought he looked good, and he has had his moments.
0: Greatest quarterback since Joe Montana. Oh, that's, that's not, not what more I said. Than greatest
3: a, quarterback since not, Keaton Slovis. That's not what I said. Stop it. <laughs> Sheesh.
1: It was something like USC has found their next star quarterback.
3: I think that was close to the headline, wasn't it, Gordon? I don't remember. I've chosen to forget that. One.
1: I remember. <laughs> like a steel trap. <laughs> yeah, here. you. I see, remember. You, you twist like, everything around. What I couldn't believe that you wrote a
3: call. He started one game. At least I
1: know what a pro bowler is. <laughs> oh, the personal attack. Well, what did you do to me? That's not personal. I'm criticizing your work uh, product. Well, I'm
3: criticizing the fact that you didn't know what a pro bowler was. Well, Why would a pro bowler be
1: coaching football? <laughs> <laughs> well, bowling is not football, Austin.
0: <laughs> we- there we go. So,
1: the sheet said pro bowler. <laughs> I love Lloyd's and, reaction. That's correct. And and yeah, right. Hey, Lloyd, how about the uh, how about how about listening uh, a little bit? And of all the ways to describe Gary Clark, <laughs> former pro bowler. But why wouldn't you say Super Bowl champion well, or former Washington football player? Because he was a pro bowler. But that's not even like the most notable part of
3: of Gary Clark. You know what he's doing? He's blaming other people for his. Own why mistake. would you
1: describe him as a Pro Bowler? What's the matter with Super Bowl champion? What does bowling what, have to do with? <laughs> what, why not? Why not former NFL wide receiver? Uh, uh, oh and how man. about how about including NFL before Pro Bowler? Instead of former pro bowler. Because
3: you, when you hear the word pro bowler, you think, obviously. A professional bowler. No, yeah, no, I know. No, because, <laughs> because Coaching a football team? <laughs> that was the story was he See, was coaching a football team. That's why I asked.
1: Why okay, would a pro so bowler you, be coaching you, you,
3: a football team? How long, that's correct. Wait, how often do we talk pro bowling? It was that, a pro, correct, a pro bowler. It was Is something that okay. Look,
1: if you're an all star in baseball, then you're not a pro. Listen, bowler. it was the Audio Vault. This was a segment where we talked about all sorts of random crap, like the kid that got a bong and tried to say it was an <laughs> audio controller or whatever, yeah, right, or a right. game controller. What does that? What does that kid say? What the heck? What the heck?
0: It looks I looks like an Xbox
1: controller. <laughs> this looks like some sort of face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Well, a- the, the mom in that is the best part, where she's like, "This is a bong." Pull
4: up the I have
1: no idea what this is. This is something for. I have no idea. Well, then give it to me. Let me see what it is. I'm trying to see what it is. It looks just like a big metal like glass, like base Look, that's like a glass bottle I think it's like a vase. Open it, then I'm opening it. Chill. Chill, Mom. It just looks like a, a vase for, like, Mom a it's, all things. All things. <laughs> it's a bong. It's the a the <laughs> What the frick? That's what it it's is. It's a
3: bomb. What the heck? I didn't
1: order that. ordered an Xbox card. <laughs> I yeah. love the mom's not fooled for a second. I know. Oh, Mom's parents, a child of the parents 60s, are pretty man. pretty
3: smart, man, and, and, and the kids just think they're idiots. What the
1: frick? This it is, is a bomb. Like, is
3: that, a vase?
1: <laughs> order to put things in. I ordered an Xbox remote. <laughs> <laughs> they must have gotten it confused. How do you think that turned out? Not well for him, I'm guessing. <laughs> About as well as Jake's and Lloyd's relationship since the pro Bowler. Fact. All right. Uh, let's get out to the zone phone. Uh, joining us now this is our doctor in the house. We uh, need one. Our friend, Dr. Johnson. What's going on, doctor? Hey, how you guys doing? You never tried to trick your parents when you were young, did you? <laughs>
4: Nope, never.
1: No, no. One else. <laughs> All right, let's uh, hey, let's talk about uh, helping our listeners. You guys uh, not only are helping out with uh, with uh, ED, but you've got equipment that literally no one else has that can do it better.
4: Yeah, so the the equipment we got is FDA approved. Took them ten years to get through the FDA approval process, but they got it, and it's been proved and vetted so that it's shown to be very effective. In fact, it's two times more effective than any other ED treatment machine on the market. And in fact, I forgot to mention this before, but it is also FDA approved for women's intimacy problems. So it helps increase sensation for the women as well. So you, the men and the women can come in and see us.
1: What, uh, what kind of feedback are you getting from the clients?
4: It's been very well received everybody. We've had a bunch of people who've tried other treatments before and not gotten effect and they've already started to see an effect because it works pretty well. I mean, it. It, basically, what it does is it induces a signal in the body to tell the body to make more blood vessels, and it's super effective at that. So you get this thing called signal coupling, which means you get a like an amplification of the signal. The more you do it, the more the signal becomes, <clears throat> you know, noticeable to the body, and the more blood vessels you grow. Which which is the main problem with erectile dysfunction is loss of blood vessels.
1: Well, you've got a great deal going right now for Zone listeners.
4: Yes, we do. So so if you mentioned twelve eighty the Zone then you get $300 off your treatment package. But if you've had a treatment from any other place and haven't been satisfied with that treatment, we feel so confident that you'll get results with this, that we will give you half off our packages.
1: All right, go to PremierWave.com, or you can call, set up an appointment, 385-360-WAVE. That's 385-360-WAVE, 385-360-9283. Dr. Johnson, we appreciate
4: you. Yeah, and appreciate you guys. Take care.
1: 385 360 WAVE, 385 360 9283 Premier Wave Therapy. More next. Stay tuned. It's the big show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now, let's get
0: this party started. <laughs> This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. I've got one question. Is Utah where quarterbacks go to die? Jake Bentley threw for 3,100 yards and 27 touchdowns in to South Carolina. He comes to Utah and can't complete a 15-yard out. Charlie Brewer throws for 9,000 yards, leads a team to a New Year's Six game in Baylor, and comes to Utah yep. and for some reason can't seem to complete a deep ball or lost any kind of mojo he had when he came here. So
3: I don't know what's happening with Charlie. Brewer, I kind of feel like mentally he's collapsing a bit. My assumption is we're going to see Cam Rising coming up against Washington State. I think you're going to see him starting at quarterback because Charlie Brewer's showing quite a few issues.
0: Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: Wrap it up, a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, and 1280 The Zone. Another Monday in the books. Another Monday in the books. you can going to go home and watch some Monday Night Football? What are you going to do?
3: Uh, I may do some of that. going to probably go to dinner with my wife and uh, a, a friend that's uh, in town. Oh, you're going out on the town, huh? Yeah, maybe. Uh, that decision has not been made yet, but made made Dinner that. and dancing? Yeah.
1: How about you? Wait, yeah? You're going dancing? Do you wear wingtips to go dancing? What what are we talking like? Salsa? The rumba? (laughs) The cha-cha? I could see Gordon doing some salsa. Oh, yeah. Probably the polka. With a rose in his teeth. Wait, the The polka? polka. That's not a dance. That's like a style of music. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's not true. It's 100% true. No, you can do the polka. How? Show us. not a dance. Prove it. Yes, it is that would be like that would be like saying uh you, the, you can do the rock and roll. It's not a dance, it's a type of music. No, the polka is a dance. No, it's
3: not. Well, at least I know about the Mutiny on the Bounty. Like the waltz, that's a dance.
1: Whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Is the polka a dance? Polka. Lively courtship dance of bohemian folk origin.
3: Oh. See?
0: <laughs> from f- which
3: was born yeah. the genre of music. Say, will you The genre comes your facts from, from, together.
1: from Poland. So uh, he thought polka was a dot. The couples cover much space as they circle about the dance floor. So this would be like if the chicken dance inspired a genre of music? No. No. not No, it's a little more
3: cultural than the chicken dance, but yeah. The polka. Have you never seen people doing the polka?
1: No, oh, I've heard po- polka music. Oh, that should be band of the day tomorrow. A polka, polka band? Polka songs. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I think of? Uh, have you ever seen the the movie Good Morning Vietnam? Yeah. Yes. That's what I think about every time somebody brings up polka oh, music. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where, they, where the guy's like, how about the silent majority of people who love polka music? <laughs> They're quite silent. <laughs> yes, they are. All right, uh, Gordon, you enjoy your evening, buddy. You I'll see too, you tomorrow. Man. See you. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.